to the Othello Foursquare podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit othellofoursquare.org. As you guys know, last week we talked about the life of David. So we've been kind of studying First and Second Samuel. And then specifically last week we talked about defeating the giants in your life. So what do you think we talked about? David and Goliath. And today we're supposed to continue that. Supposed to. <laughs> but after we got done cleaning up and stuff, we got home. And I began to pray and just, just to talk to God as we're, as we're settling in and getting ready for bed. And he's just like, no, no, this is what, what, what the church needs to hear. You can continue that next week. Talk about unity. Talk about, talk about unity because even though you may feel like we're in a great place, the church is united. Look at all that we're doing. He's like, I want to make that unity even stronger in the body. So just today, some of the stuff that I'm going to be sharing and scripture I'm going to be sharing, maybe it's a reminder to you. Maybe you're like, oh, I've heard that scripture before or we've talked about unity before in the past. But I just pray that the Holy Spirit would challenge each and every one of us to want to step into this, this role of what God has said as a church we need to do and we need to be. Okay, so how many of you guys say, would say, I want, I want the Lord to bless my home? Right? How many of you would say, I want the Lord to bless my kids? I want the Lord to bless my, my work. Right? I want, and specifically, I think as today, what God was saying, how many of you would say, I want the Lord to bless the church, the big C church, this church, this, the city of Othello. We would all want that, right? Okay, I'm going to read something. Psalms 133. And I put it on paper today because it's just so good right here. Psalms 133. Let's read it together. It says, how good and pleasant it is. When brothers live together in unity, it is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar and his robes. It is as if the, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling out on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Okay, this is not just a little drop. This is when unity is a big thing, when it's like poured over, where it's dripping. You can imagine that. It's, we're giving a visual of this, when unity, like oil poured out, and it's going down the beard, down the shoulder. And then he says, like the, like the dew on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing. For where there is unity, the Lord commands his blessing. This word bestow means the Lord commands. So if we as brothers and sisters would unite, would put aside what we feel like is best for us and say what is best for the kingdom, the Lord says, I command my blessing on the people. But what happens on the contrary when there is no unity? Matthew twelve twenty five. It says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself 
will not stand. So that's what we're up against. Today, I want, I want to read, I want us to, this is the practical thing we're going to go home with. How can we add the prayer of unity in our lives? How can we add the prayer of unity this week? Okay? So in those places where you're saying, Lord, I want you to bless this area of my life. Okay, the Lord's saying, where there's unity, there's blessing. So he's saying, okay, so how, what, what prayer? We're going to look at it in Romans 15, 5 through 7. And this is Paul's prayer to the church. He says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same sorry give you the same spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God Hmm. One of our, uh, the enemy's, his number one schemes, spiritual schemes, to bring division, right, amongst the body of Christ is to get us to not be in unity. Because when, when we function out of this disunity, we're now diluted. Okay? And anything diluted is not as powerful. Okay? So we can't be a people who are walking around diluted in disagreement. We need to be so encouraged that, hey, when I'm in unity with my brother and sister, this is when the Lord's going to bring the blessing. So if there's anyone in here today who feels like, man, I'm, I'm just, I just have this, this thing with this coworker. I have this thing with my brother, with my sister. I have this thing with this, the people of this other church. They, they're just teaching this or that. And it's like, can we unite under one thing and we unite under Jesus so that we, we, we're not deluded when we're going against the scheme of the enemy? Okay, because the fight, the fight is not against our brothers. It's against the enemy. When we know that we have a common enemy, it, all of a sudden it tells us, actually, I need you. Right? When someone does something to you, it's like, okay, I'm going against you. And then your neighbor's saying, well, that didn't really happen to me. But when we know the scheme of the enemy goes against all believers, we now say, I need you, and we need to fight against this together. So... I love it because it says that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we bring glory to God when we're in one mind, one voice? The glory of God, the glory and all God's glory, how is it shown when we're in one mind and one voice? Our unity reveals the glory of God. And then later on that verse, what does it say at the, in, the, in the last verse? It says, accept one another. And he gives, us a, he gives us a picture of how I want you to accept one another. Just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. How did Christ accept us while we were still sinners? So it's like uh, when we meet someone, when we encounter people in our lives, who maybe aren't there yet, haven't figured it out, 
Maybe they've even wronged us. But we accept them, how Christ accepted us while we are still sinners. This brings glory to God's name. This brings honor to him. This is what this, this unity we're talking about. But this isn't just Paul speaking of on the power of being one, one mind, one voice. Look at what Jesus says. Check it out. John 17, 20 to 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I and them and you, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. May they be brought into complete unity so the world will know who I am, who Jesus is. This is what he's saying. This is the, wor- the words of Jesus. So today, like I said, this might not be long, but I want, I want to remember what we're doing today. We're going to leave here with a goal in mind to pray for unity because there's a blessing where, where the people are united, where there's unity. In the household, in the bigger family, in the church family, in the work family, there is a blessing when there's unity. So three reasons why we pray for unity, if you're taking notes. These, this helped me to kind of organize myself and my thoughts so I can go and, and practically engage in this. Number one, we desperately need each other. We do. We desperately need each other. And not just the people you're sitting next to. We desperately need, need every other church who is gathering this morning and speaking the word of God. That's number one. Romans 12, 4 through 5, it says, For just as each of you, each of us, has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I love that. So just has your body. You have your eyes, your ears, your head, your elbow, your arms, your fingers. All have different functions. Us as a body of Christ, each of us have a different function and a role to play. And then it says, and each member belongs to all the others. We all belong to each other. Stop thinking that you don't have to interact with people. I'm, and I'm, I'm talking to myself because this is what God is challenging us to do. We have, we're different by design. Okay? And unity, we've, we've said this before, but unity does not mean uniformity. It doesn't mean that we have to do things the same, look the same, talk the same, play the same music, preach the same way, dress the same way. Unity does not mean uniformity. And God is saying you're all part of the body, and I need you to understand your role so that the body can function entirely in its fullness. And that's, and that's what right here this verse is saying we don't have to do it the same but we have to be in one in this oneness okay so that's number one we do need each other we do number two when we are unified 
the world will see God's love when we are unified. So you may be asking, how do, how do I witness to the people who don't know Christ? Well, get along with your brother and sister. Just get along with them. Really? And the world will know. This is what, what the, word, the word is saying. This is how the world will see God's love when we are unified. Romans 15, 7. We read it again. But it paints this picture of this. It says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Now this word, it shows up all throughout scripture, accept. But the original Greek word, and I might butcher this how I present it, and it's really long, so maybe I shouldn't say it, but it's like proslambano. Someone tell me if I said it right. Maybe. But with this word, it, this word paints a picture. Okay, it carries the imagery of that when you accept someone, you embrace them with your open arms. To accept them, you embrace them with your open arms. And you don't just embrace them. It's painting a picture of this imagery of embracing and grabbing a hold of like if you're walking with a brother or sister. So he says, accept one another. Come on in. Let's walk. You may not be perfect. You may still be living in sin. You may still be uh, feeling like you're, you're overtaken by these strongholds. But guess what? Christ says, when there's unity, there's blessing. And so I'm, I'm going to grab a hold of you. I'm going to say, come on in. Let's walk. Let's do this. Because doesn't that remind you of who did that for you? If you really sit, sit back in your darkest moments, what God did, he just reached out and he sent someone to come and rescue you, to walk with you, to help you grow into the fullness of what God created you to be. And this is what, this is what we're seeing here. This idea of walking hand in hand. Hand in hand, not just saying... Hey, I, I accept you for who you are, what you do, but let me take action. Let me actually grab a hold. Let me, let me get close to you. Let me walk with you. And that's what, when the world's going to know and see who God is when we do that. When we accept each other as Christ accepted us. And I want to pose a, a challenge for us that we would be, this, we, we would run after this so much. We would be supernatural acceptors acceptors of every person because how many times has the world seen hey the world knows what believers are are against they do you guys they they can say hey as a christian you're a christian okay i know what you what you're against but do they know what we stand for supernatural acceptors who are after unity hey guess what you may deny me, but I'm going to run after you. And I'm, 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 going to try to, I'm going to try to hear you out. I'm not going to be so full of myself that I can't even speak with you and accept you and walk with you because I'm afraid of what you're going to say and it's going to bug me so much. No, no. When you're confident in knowing who you are in Christ, you can walk with a person. Supernatural acceptors because we're filled supernaturally with the Holy Spirit. So you have... In order to do this, I'm, okay, I'm, tell, I'm warning you, don't just go out there and, and do it. Make sure you're in one first with the Father, right? And when you know who you are and you walk with the Spirit, 
the Holy Spirit, which as believers we all do, then we can go into any form and, or any place and walk with people. Okay, so that's, our, that's my challenge to us as a church. Let's be supernatural acceptors of every person. John 13, 34, 35. Because this is Jesus again. He couldn't have said it any clearer. These are his words. Let's listen. Here's a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Love one another as he loved you. As he loved you. That's how they're going to know. That's how they're going to come to know Jesus. That's how we're going to begin to spread the gospel and the love of God through our unity. So the third reason why I, I, I'm, we're challenging everyone to pray for unity this week is because when we're united, we can do infinitely more when we're united. Just ask any, any athlete who's out there on the field. Okay, ask any quarterback whose line doesn't block for him. Is he going to do anything? No. You need, we need one another. We can do a lot more together than what we can alone. The local church is the hope of the world. The, 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 we are. We might be small, like in the grand scheme of things, but we're the hope of the world. Right? I'm not saying we're going to fund every, anything, Every, and everything, but we're the hope of the world. And where there's hope, the people, the, the people now can now live for something greater than today. And so, and this was, think, I want us to think about it. This was the heartbeat and the attitude of the people of the first century church. Think about this. They had no buildings, no sound system, no formal teaching, or education, right? But what did they have? Oh, well, I'll tell you first before, before you answer. They had a lot of persecution. A lot of persecution. And if they stood up for the gospel, if they began to gather, now they were at risk of being killed. So despite not having all this, and we are blessed to be able to do all, the, all these things, okay, we have to understand that where the real impact is going to come is when, as a body, if we come together and we unite under one name. Still, these, these disciples, they, they, the first, these first century Christians, they managed to spread the gospel into all the world despite lacking resources, education, and even, and even a history, that much of a history, think about it. We've had thousands of years to be able to say, hey, look at all these believers who God has delivered them. I'm sure you can find someone with your story who's, God, who's God's brought, they, he's brought them out of something similar. Maybe not the same, but something similar where you can grab hold of. These early Christians, they didn't. And yet they said, I'm willing to lay it all down. I'm willing to run after God. And I'm willing to gather, I'm willing to gather with you and you and you and unite under one thing. And this is how the people began to say, even if they didn't believe, they began to say, hey, 
maybe there's something there. I want to believe in what they're saying because of their unity as brothers and sisters. And Luke describes it like this in Acts. Acts 4, 32-34 says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, all that there were, no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales. That is extravagant. That, that really is. Right? And if we could get a hint of this, imagine what as a as body of believers we, we could accomplish in, in showing to the world the gospel and who Jesus is. Do we see the power in that kind of unity? It's shown right here. How the early church, the local church, was able to come up off the ground and spread unto all the world. Every need was, every need was met by God through the family of God. When they didn't see themselves as individual Christians, but as a family, a part of a body. And a body that needs each other. If you don't believe you need each other, you won't, you won't buy into this. You won't sell out for this. Literally and figuratively speaking. So again, we, we pray and strive for unity. Because number one, we need each other. We were meant to be a part of a body and not ride solo. Number two, the world will know Jesus because of our unity. So we begin to develop a lifestyle of taking people by the hand, embracing them even when they're not where you feel like they should be, or even when they deny you and push back. You keep walking towards them and say, no, you know what, I'm going to accept you. Not in a, in a, where you're belittling them, but I'm going to actually put my arm around you and walk with you. That's accepting. And let the Holy Spirit reveal to them, right? And you may be feeling here like, I don't know much of the Bible. I'm a new believer. I don't have all these scriptures memorized where I can just throw at them and begin to speak into their lives. Don't worry. If the Spirit lives in you, when you get close a little bit, I'm sure he'll begin to move in them. So... And then number three, we can do infinitely more together than we can alone. Don't, don't, don't hide out or get in, just get involved. Get involved in a body. Get involved with, with people who are doing devotions, people who are studying the word because we're stronger when we're be- and we're better when we're together. And this is what God is challenging us as a church. And he's asking us to pray into these things. Pray for unity. Because where there is unity, there is blessing. So my, my hope, my encouragement to you is that go out. Don't feel like it's, it's, it doesn't mean anything when you pray. There's power in prayer. 
begin to pray for unity in every, every area of your life, every single area that you can recognize and understand. This is, these are my different circles that I'm in. Begin to pray for unity in that and watch as God begins to bless it. Amen? Amen. All right, let's stand. Hmm. I'm so excited for this time we're living in right now. Despite everything that, that's going out in the world and stuff, I believe as a body, the church is rising up. We're saying, hey, doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter where you go, I want to do life with you. I want to go to church with you. And uh, it's a beautiful picture, not only what's happening in FCA, but even this morning. We have people who serve in other churches who are coming to help lead us into worship. And that's just a picture of what it is. There, there's, there's no form or correct way of what we need to do. We're called to gather as believers. Okay? And so any opportunity you guys get to go and gather and to be with people, let's just begin to, this seed is already planted, this, this seed of unity. Let's begin to water it, though, by interacting, by stepping into other circles and saying, hey, okay, I, I'm, I'm willing to hear you out. Let's pray. You can disagree on things, but still agree on the main thing of who Jesus is and what he's here for, okay? So can we take that on as a church, that spirit of unity? May that be something that just drives us, and it'll, be, it'll bring glory to God. It'll bring glory to God. Amen? I'm going to pray for us, and then Kenzie's going to close. Father, we thank, you, G- we thank you that you are here. We thank you that the spirit of unity is, is rising up in every single one of us. Lord, and specifically, Lord, just like Paul said, that we would accept one another. We would walk around accepting one another, getting a hold of those who maybe are different or maybe even the same, but we would embrace one another, walk hand in hand as we go out to just spread the gospel into all the world. So God, I thank you for a body of believers that are here today who are gonna take on this challenge to pray for unity this week, to pray into you bringing this, just this rush of of people gathering under one name to declare the name of Jesus. So we thank you, God, for what you have already started. And we just say we're, we're going to be a part of it. We praise your name in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to partner with OFC, you can give on our website, othellofoursquare.org. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.